0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, this is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host Doug from Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this evening. It is 11.55 p.m. here on the 11th of January. The province of Quebec wants to impose a tax on the unvaccinated. On Good evening, good morning to you. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada, here on the Trumpers Podcast, FYI. Now, before we get into things here, um, for all the podcast listeners out there, even here on Podbean, um, back last year, Um, Podbean introduced a brand new feature called the fan club for Podbean Live. Now, how this works, ladies and gentlemen, is the fan club is a group of my loyal fans in the Podbean Live. And I can earn more revenue with your fan club and boost engagement with you. You can earn, I can earn money when listeners pay to join the fan club and they enjoy being part of a special group that supports me and the work I'm doing. And the fan club members can also gain various privileges such as priority on the call in list, a a unique uh, member label, special emojis and cool entry visual effects. Now, how this works for you and how you, my fans, can join my fan club. Now, I have activated my fan club. So you, my fans and listeners, can join my fan club in three different ways. The first way is as follows. During my live stream... Click the host profile photo click the fan club button click the join button the second way is as follows during my live stream you can click the gift icon click the fan club button click the send button click the join button and the third way is as follows during a live stream click the join button on the live chat Click the join now button. And it's that easy. And it would be really appreciated. You know, for all my, my listeners out there. And all my fans out there. And we can help one another out. Now we get that out of the way. Ladies and gentlemen. So the Quebec government here in Canada wants to impose a tax on the unvaccinated. I don't even know how that would even work. Or is it even legal? Now, you know, Quebec has has, has had probably the strictest, um, imposed the the most restrictions and the toughest restrictions throughout this pandemic, of course, like other provinces across this country during the pandemic. Going through lockdowns, stay at home orders, closing non essential businesses. Kopeck has gone as far as uh, imposing curfews twice so far. Now, I have no idea where he even comes up with these things. I I really don't know. I mean, he must lie in bed and think what could I do next? To the people of Quebec, so the premier he announced in Montreal just, you know, Tuesday, I guess today afternoon, as as the number of pandemic related hospitalizations, hospitalizations continue to climb, a health contribution will be charged to all adults that don't want to get vaccinated. We are there now, he said. You said he has felt the air of the vaccinated towards the unvaccinated, who he blamed for the clogging up the provincial hospital. Only 10% of the population is unvaccinated, he says, but they make up 50% of the patients in intensive care beds, according to the premier. And on Tuesday, the province reported an increase of 188 patients with COVID-19 for a total of 2742 of those, of those 255 are intensive care. You know, the premier of of Quebec, you know, he feels that, you know, those who refuse to get the shot bring a burden to the hospital staff. And an important financial burden for the majority of Quebecers. It's not true that 10% of the population will bring harm to 90% of the population. Now, he said people will get exemptions for those who can't be vaccinated for medical reasons. You know, what about the homeless people, people with mental illnesses? What about those people in Quebec? Are they going to be subject to this trumped up tax that the Quebec government is Thinking about imposing? I don't know. I really don't know. Now, he says here that the government is still working on the amount that will have to be paid. He said it will be significant. And all Quebec adults who refuse in the coming weeks to at least get a first dose, we'll be getting a bill, he said. And the premier of Quebec touted vaccination as a key to success and urged Quebecers to get their required doses, including booster shots. (laughs) I don't even think this will even fly, ladies and gentlemen. Now, when it comes to, you know, with the terms of the curfew, he said it would be maintained until the situation is under control in the province. So however long that's going to take me before the rest of this month, maybe they'll keep, the, keep the, the curfew on in February, too. Who knows? It's the only province in the entire country of Canada that Quebec has a curfew. And he talks about the plan is to get the students back into the classrooms on Monday, January the 17th. And that's what we're doing here in Ontario, Canada. We're getting their kids back into school on the 17th. Now, other places, if I can pull up this article, because I know I have it here a couple times, because one is, talks about um, other countries that are even actually talking about it, and even uh, New Brunswick on the eastern seaboard here in Canada, um, the government there is talking about um, making vaccines mandatory. Now, more stringent vaccine requirements are already being introduced in some other places. From February the 1st, vaccinations will be mandatory in Austria and all unvaccinated people aged 14 and over will face fines worth 3,600 euros, which is $5,147. In Greece, people over the age of 60 will be fined 100 euros at $144 a month if they don't get a shot by January the 15th. In Italy, vaccines are... And the Germans MPs are expected to soon vote on making vaccinations mandatory. This will be so controversial here in Canada, it won't even be funny. I don't even think because this will be a court challenge. Definitely a court challenge. I don't even think the courts will even hear it. I don't even think it'll hit the judge's bench. you can pass this through legislation but it'll hit the courts immediately which it'll freeze everything it'll stop everything until it's heard in the courts and that could be dragged through the courts for a long period of time this is a province this is not the prime minister of Canada this is the premier of Quebec We also had a federal leader here in Canada saying, oh, potentially we could make it mandatory here in Canada to get vaccinated. Here in Canada, we have a choice. Whether you choose not to or you're still sitting on the fence because you're hesitant, you haven't got your vaccines yet. We have a choice. Yes, we people out here who get vaccinated, you know, we're frustrated. We're upset. Hospitals. Admissions are staggering in this province of Ontario. ICUs are way up. And yes, that includes the unvaccinated who are filling up our hospitals. This Omicron variant is spreading through every sector that you can think of. And no way to trace it. Rapid tests. And then we have things that you need to follow, and rules that you need to follow. If you do test positive, if you have come in contact with somebody who has tested positive, that you must isolate, monitor your symptoms. I myself have found my position, find myself in a position that I have tested positive for COVID-19. I did my five-day quarantine last week, but it's kind of, you know, confusing to me because I did a rapid test last Wednesday, and I tested negative. I went to the vaccine clinic because I was eligible. I got my test results back on Sunday. I tested positive. For COVID-19. And since last Tuesday. I have the same symptoms. And I'm still experiencing those symptoms today. I have that sore throat. I have that cough. I'm congested. My ears are plugged. The symptoms are not subsiding. mandating or making it mandatory for people to get vaccinated is going to be a challenge in the courts and that is where it's going to end up i don't think the premier of quebec has even thought this through He must know that this is going to be challenged in the courts. He must know. He's got to know. Now, the other thing that's going on here in Ontario, you know, with the schools getting back, um, they... Are not going to. I can find the article here somewhere along here. They are not going to notify parents of COVID-19 exposure in the child's class. Now, whether that's gonna happen or not, I don't know. They say it may not, they say it may not be notified. Now, public school students will only be eligible for a free PCR COVID testing if they develop symptoms while at school. And the document guiding the return into a person learning states that, and dismissing groups of students or even notifying families after exposure is now a thing of the past. You know, so the government is is just dropping the ball and they're gonna leave this up to basically um, to the Board of Education, to the administrators in the public schools to make decisions on depending on how many outbreaks we're going to have in our public schools when the kids return. Now, are the publics, or are the administrators in the Board of Education going to know, notify parents if there's any suspected outbreaks? in the schools because the government is dropping the ball on this. They're just handing it off to somebody else to make these decisions. Now with the in learn classing, uh, with the kids returning back to school on the 17th of January, you know, um, and, and, and with the PCR testing, the schools will be limited to those showing only the most indicative symptoms of COVID-19. Well, you know, before they were saying, well, if a kid, you know, has a runny nose or has a cough, they're going to send them home. And if they have a brother or sister that goes to the same school, they're going to send them home, too. Now, the use of the take-home PCR self-collection kits will only be used in limited circumstances. These kits are to be provided only to uh, symptomatic elementary or secondary students and educational staff who become symptomatic while at school, the new guideline states. And the PCR self-collection kits will not be provided to individuals experiencing experience single sy- symptoms that recall require isolations until the symptoms is improving for 24 to 48 hours. So if the kid's got a runny nose, then he's going to go home for 24 to 48 hours and hopefully that clears up and then the kid comes back to school. And the parents should not be uh, should not expect notifications for positive cases identified in their child's classroom either. See, before the Christmas break, we had several schools across the province of Ontario with outbreaks. Some of them even closed before the Christmas break. And before this announcement. Yeah, they were, you know, parents were notified, you know, if there was an outbreak or whatever the case may be. So someone else's kid tested positive for COVID in the classroom. Your kids are still going to school. Vaccinated or not. We know how. We know how things. Progress. I'm doing fine. Thank you for joining me. Everybody's coming to my show. I've seen you come on here. Believe me. Um, You know, thank you for joining me. Um, I know it's really, it's really late. You know, I was lying down earlier and just really having a hard time um, falling asleep. You know, hey, how you doing? Um, You know, my ears are plugged. I'm really congested. My soat is really sore. I got my test results from the PCR test back on Sunday. I tested positive for COVID. Right. You know, I have been home, you know, I've been home uh, because we had the 31st of December off. Right. You know, my health is fine. Thank you for asking. You know, despite that, it's really annoying and really frustrating that, you know, I'm still, you know, after five days of isolation and stuff like that, I'm still feeling these same symptoms that I have felt since last Tuesday. And then, you know, last Wednesday, I did a, a rapid test and It said I was negative. I was eligible to do a PCR test, right? I was eligible to do that. I did that on Friday. I got my test back on Sunday, just two days ago. I tested positive for COVID. Even though I did my self-isolation because... Somebody in the household tested positive. So the rule is I got to isolate and monitor myself for symptoms. I don't know if I'm actually recovered or not. I don't know because my throat is still really sore. My ears are plugged. I still really congested, you know. Those are my symptoms, sore throat, cough, congestion, my ears are plugged. Those are the symptoms that I have. And I test positive for COVID. Other people are experiencing headaches, fever, body aches, chills, sore throat, cough. And the list goes off. And then I hear, okay, you, 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 you uh, self-isolate for five days, um, you know, if the, if the symptoms have subsided, you, you can return to work, you can go do your normal activities, do what you want. You know, others are saying, oh, after your five days, you know, um, you know, do a rapid test and, you know, if you're still positive, you can go to work and stuff like that. You know, uh, my only option, not, I mean, I have many options, but the option that I'm taking tomorrow is I'm going to be calling the health unit here and explaining my situation. You know, I'm still experiencing these symptoms. Now, you know, with the uh, the kids going back to school on the 17th, and parents probably will not be notified with COVID nineteen exposure in the child's class. You know, this isn't. You know, this is the the uh, the uh, educational minister's job. This is the 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 government's job. You know to make sure that when the kids return to class, that they have the adequate protection. The teachers have the ad, ad, uh, adequate uh, protection. You know, teachers should be vaccinated already. We've had these. We've we've had these vaccinations for some time now. We have plenty of of the vaccine. So they should already be vaccinated. You should be starting the regimen of getting your kids vaccinated, right? I'm fully vaccinated. I I even have the booster, but I have COVID. You know, yeah, I had the 31st of December off because, you know, we weren't working that day. And I had, um, so Monday would be the the third, which I had Monday off anyways, because, you know, New Year's Day was on Saturday. And then a member of the household test positive for COVID on Monday. So that puts me in isolation. And like I said, I was showing symptoms by Tuesday. Wednesday, I do a rapid test and I test negative. Friday, I get the PCR test and I get my results back on Sunday and I'm positive for COVID. So I got to figure out what my next steps are. So I want to get back to work but I don't want to spread this neither the test is the PCR test is accurate absolutely it's accurate and do I feel anything yeah I I do I have I've had this persistent sore throat cough Nasal congestion, ears plugged since last Tuesday, and I'm still feeling these symptoms. And I'm positive for COVID, so the test is accurate, unless you're talking about the fa- uh, the rapid test which you can get a false positive, which probably happened to me last Wednesday. But I tested positive with the PCR test. So that is as accurate as it's going to get. Now, you know, earlier, too, before, um, (laughs) uh, ladies and gentlemen, before you came on here, too, I was was talking about uh, the province of Quebec. They want to... uh, impose a tax on the unvaccinated how much they want to impose on the unvaccinated I have no idea and I don't even know how that's even going to even be passed into into law there's going to be a court challenge you know to fine people they call it a tax but it's a fine they'll find the un they, they will find the unvaccinated Because the premier of Quebec feels that the unvaccinated are just a burden to the rest of us who are vaccinated, clogging up the hospitals and ICUs because they don't want to get vaccinated. So now he wants to impose a tax on. Other countries are doing this. Austria is doing this. Germany is looking at doing it, doing this. Making it mandatory to be vaccinated. An individual in the federal government here in Canada was talking about making vaccines mandatory here in Canada. He said that might come. I highly doubt it. That that will happen. The premier of Quebec... Is just opening up a can of worms here, and I think he's not going to like the end result of it when it hits the courts, because it is going to hit the courts. They have the, you know, the province of Quebec throughout this whole pandemic, they've had the most strict restrictions put in place, and including curfews. And a curfew is still in effect in the province of Quebec. There even uh, for uh, uh, liquor stores and pot shops, only people who are vaccinated can go into those establishments. Not here in Ontario. You know, I can go to the beer store. I can go to the liquor store. If I want, I can go to a pot shop and get marijuana, whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't have to be vaccinated. What well, we did here in Ontario, Canada, um, for, you know, like go, like well, going to the gym or going to the movie theater, Um, or um, uh, going to sporting events, um, dining in a restaurant, you had to be fully vaccinated and you have to have proof of that. Right? But the case counts, you know, basically what we're doing. You know, well, whereabouts Whereabouts are you? Nobody wears masks where 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 you where you are. But yeah, you know, it's mandatory here. It's mandatory to wear masks in all public in all public buildings. Doesn't matter where you go. If you're going to the grocery store, you have to have a mask on. Oh, you're in the northeast U.S. Yeah, it's mandatory here across Canada, everywhere across Canada. For indoor public buildings, you have to have a mask, even workplaces. Your social distancing isn't adequate. You have to wear a mask. You have to be fully vaccinated to go to the gym you have to be fully vaccinated to go to the movie theaters you have to be fully vaccinated to to dine in restaurants sporting events you have to have proof and that's all across canada but right now the gyms are closed the movie theaters are closed Dining and restaurants are closed. Capacity limits for sporting events is down to 1,000 people. Not like the United States where you have full stadiums for football and hockey. Here, right across Canada, it's that way. We didn't shut down, you know... all of our non-essential businesses majority of them are still open with capacity limits but mask wearing is mandatory doesn't matter well you know i see that across the board in the united states You know, I'm Canadian. I watch hockey. I was watching hockey tonight. And before I came upstairs to do my show, I was watching uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and the Vegas Golden Knights play, and not a single person in that arena is wearing a mask. You know, the United States government put Canada at, at level four and in advising Americans not to travel to Canada. And when I look at your stats, you, you, you're, you're, you're seeing, you know, about 150,000 cases a day. We're nowhere near what the US is seeing in outbreaks of Omicron. Nowhere's near it. And the United States put Canada at level four and, you know, avoid travel to Canada. You know, they need to take a look in their own backyard and see what's going on over there. You know what's going on in the United States. 870,000 people have died from COVID-19 in the United States alone. You're only at, sitting at approximately 68% vaccinated. Canada's up around 78 for a population of 38 million. And that's appalling for this country because... We should we should be 90 percent. It is the cool thing to do, even if you're faxed, you know, wear a mask. I mean, just wear the mask. I mean, it's not a big deal. You know, you're, you're protecting yourself. You know, I follow all the public health ...rules that have been placed upon us. And it only takes one from somewhere. It doesn't matter. You come in close contact with somebody... ...and you can get COVID. Three people... ...in my household have COVID. Extended family. A couple extended family members have COVID. So I don't know. And then this stuff going on you know, what the Ontario government here is telling parents that they probably will not be contacted if a kid tests positive in your kid's classroom, you know, when they return to school back on the 17th of this month. Now, if something like this happens. So the not fully vaccinated people 12 and up, must isolate if they show any COVID-19 systems for 10 days from their date of symptoms onset or date of a positive test, whichever occurred sooner. And the fully vaccinated pupils pupils 12 and up must isolate upon presentation of any COVID-19 symptoms for five days from the symptoms onset or a positive test, whichever occurred sooner. And they can exit isolation 24 hours after their symptoms show signs of improvement. Well, here's the thing. My symptoms haven't showed any signs of improvement. And I self isolated all last week because someone tested positive in the house. And then I do the PCR test on Friday and I get my results Sunday and I'm positive. So my symptoms have not subsided. And among students, eleven. And younger, there is no differential mode of isolation purposes based on the vaccination status, whatever that means. And then all pupils 11 and and younger can exit self-isolation after five days, provided their symptoms are improving. So, we'll see what happens. You know, they... Now, the Ministry of Health... Here in Ontario, said last week, it could receive up to one hundred and nineteen million rapid antigen tests in January, and most of them will be required in the healthcare and care sectors. So most of them are going to be going to healthcare, like you know, like the hospitals, and they're going to be going to the nursing homes and in re- retirement homes. Understandable, I get that. So. Um, you know, the federal government is supposed to be sending out something like 146 million of these antigen uh, rapid tests across the country. So you got 119 million of these rapid antigen tests going out this month, and they will be required for. Um, healthcare care and the conjugate care sectors so that's the nursing homes retirement homes um, you know hospitals and all that stuff so you know the, again the, the general public is you know is going to be short-handed on these rapid tests You know, so how and when am I supposed to do another rapid test? I guess I'm going to find out tomorrow because I'll be talking to the health unit here in the city where I reside here in London, Ontario, Canada. So I want to get back to work. That's what I want to do, right? So, you know, all these things, you know, going on and, you know, things changing on a daily basis. You know, we're, we're at the point, you know, here across every single province here in Canada that we're, we're not doing... Um, Contact tracing, you know, the, the, the only people who are eligible for a PCR test is people who work in the healthcare, including nursing homes and retirement homes and essential caregivers. And that's the only reason why I was able to get a PCR test, because I'm an essential caregiver to our parents who reside in a retirement home. So that may be eligible. So we have no way of knowing outside of of them counting PCR test positive. We have no way of knowing how many people in the general population here across Canada, in every province, we have no way of telling how many people have COVID unless they got a PCR test done. And that's the only ones that are being counted. And when it comes to the restrictions, is based on hospitalization and ICU. Slightly serious, like the show. Yeah, the show can be very serious. I can be very serious. And when I talk to you about these sort of things, and I talk to you, you know, about the importance of getting a vaccine, whether you like it or not, I'm serious. People end up in the hospital for many different reasons whether they're unvaccinated or vaccinated, there's other things going on. Underlying, under, underlying health issues and getting COVID, you could potentially end up in the hospital and this is happening. No vaccines, you know, you know, you know, vaccines, you know, should not be mandatory. The only, the only vaccines that are mandatory, you know, here in Canada is like vaccines for the smallpox vaccines for uh, the measles, uh, vaccines, you know, for uh, the mumps and, and so on. And, you know, those vaccines are mandatory for children, you know, to, 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 in order to go to school. And that's been across the board and that's been and, and like for, you know, vaccines for polio, you, you put it, you put those vaccines in there too. Those are all mandatory vaccines for children in order to start school. That's been across the board for as long as I've been alive. And I'm 58 years old. So that means I've been vaccinated for all those things. My parents have been vaccinated for all those things before they went to school. This is something that, you know, eventually... We're just going to have to just live with it. And we're going to have to, you know, just like we have, you know, for decades on, decades on end and, you know, over a hundred years with influenza. The world has moved on from the Spanish flu. And here we are just over, you know, over a hundred years later. Here we are in a pandemic. Right? So, yeah, I I can't, you know, I can't, you know, you know, you know what Europe did. I'll tell you what, what they did. Um, You know, for, um, you know, the Prime Minister of of Britain, what Britain did, they sent these rapid tests to every single household, every single household, and Britain got a rapid test. You know, with the federal government here in Canada sending out 145 million test kits of these, of the rapid tests, they should be sending them to every single household. Well, you are, you, you know, for the elder, you know what you're right about, you know, you know. I think we'll be fine as well. And, and we do need to make sure that people with underlying health conditions are, are prioritized and you know the most vulnerable people the elderly in our society that they're taken care of and that they're protected as best as we can as, as best that we can protect them and that's why it's so important you know for for them to be vaccinated and for you to be vaccinated and people can sit on the fence all they want about vaccines, and they can they can be anti-vaxxers all they want. You know, and I've said this before, I mean, you're unvaccinated, you're an anti-vaxxer, you come down with COVID, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. I'm just not. Well, you know, that's, you know, my opinion in the United States, you know, they make everything political. And when it shouldn't be. You know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It just really is. Thank you for liking the show. I appreciate that. Um my show um, um, after the live podcast it'll uh, it'll be up for the rest of the world um, to listen to, download it and um, listen to it later if you didn't catch the beginning of, of the truckers podcast you know um, I come out here. You know, randomly, really, you know, uh, you know, certain times during the day, you know, I'm, I'm home, you know, so hopefully I get back to work soon. And, um, it's you know, it's nice to get out here and get some more, more shows out here, you know, but generally it's on the weekends when I'm working because it's just too difficult throughout the week. And that so and I and I come out here and, you know, I look at these news stories and give you my opinion of what I think about it. You know, and tell you and let you know what what's going on, you know, here in Canada, because a lot of people don't know. So and there's, you know. I try to talk about a couple of news articles at a time because. You know, I want to have a show available for you. I want to have a topic for you to talk about. And, of course, I've got, you know, in, in my other folders here on my laptop, I've got plenty of topics in here. You know, but, you know, this is something like um, 312 episodes. I have in the last two years over 300 live hours in the last two years and you know I want to keep the show going so um, when this uh, live stream is over I put it out there so it goes out around the world and um, at the beginning of my podcast, I was talking about. If I can find it here again. <clears throat> excuse me. I was talking about um, Podbean. They 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 Podbean introduced this brand new feature back in July. And that's the that's the uh, the brand new feature, the fan club for Pod Podbean Live. And I talked about how you can join my fan club and support me as I, you know, keep coming out here and and giving you what I feel is really important content and really important information so you can get that information you can download my episode obviously once once it's uh done and, and it's up on podbean um you can go, you can go on my uh, website. Uh, you know, and you can find the Truckers Podcast podcast wherever you get your podcast. Whether you know you listen to it just strictly on Podbean, or you listen to it on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, um, anywhere you get your podcast, you'll find the Truckers Podcast. So you can download it from there um like i say there's lots of episodes to choose from and this show here particularly was talking about the the fan club for pod being live so at the beginning of the show so when i'm done here and i have it uploaded then you can uh, download it listen to the beginning of the show and um like i said um you can you can uh support my show and support me and you have benefits as, as well so i want to thank you for joining me this evening because it is now what time is it it is twelve fifty-three a.m here in uh, ontario canada so thank you for joining me ladies and gentlemen um i know we're all up late And, um, now it's time for me to get some rest and, um, find out what my options are tomorrow and, uh, get out here at some point in time tomorrow, um, to do another, um, live podcast. And again, I want to thank you, uh for joining me. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host Doug from Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me. Have a good night. Take care. Be safe.